0: Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you remap your mind and retrain your brain and be more flexible and fluent in your life. This podcast is about planting new seeds that help you remap your mind so that you can master your inner voice, expand your listening and communication, and produce unimaginable results in your life. I am your host, Dr. Maisha. Hey, Have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our Mind Remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life. Join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Black Mind Garden. And I am so, so excited, so excited. So, you know, this is where we're remapping minds so you can create a life you design and I have with me a person dear to my heart, dear friend, a colleague, um, and I am so excited to introduce her because there's some big things going on, and and we're gonna talk about um, the parts we don't talk about inside of this conversation, but. What I first want to do is introduce to you Dr. Samarta Brennan Prescott. And she is a board certified primary care doctor at Optum Primary Cares Northeast location in St. Petersburg, Florida. Her background is in internal medicine, nephrology and hypertensive care, and she's a graduate of St. George's University School of Medicine in Grenada, West Indies, and she completed her residency at Overlook Hospital, which is an affiliate of Mount Sinai Hospital in Summit, New Jersey. She completed her nephrology fellowship training at St. Louis University School of Medicine in Missouri. And she's a motivational and inspirational speaker on failing to success, multiple sclerosis uh, activism, elementary school activism for getting kids interested in healthcare, coach for physicians who want to improve their daily work life, and now an author. And so... (laughs) I'm gonna chuckle here because as long as I've known Dr. Uh, Samarta, one thing I did not know—I knew she was she's an author, I knew she's a speaker, but I did not know you are a coach. Welcome, welcome, welcome!
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, I truly appreciate because, as you know, you know you, you, you're my my sister from another mother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but a, a huge part of this is getting the word out you know, I'm truly motivated to inspire and, and to redefine how people think. And I think this is a fantastic audience for that.
0: Absolutely. Well,
1: so one of the first
0: things I want to talk about is this book. So you're an author, you're you're just releasing this new book. And I, I kind of want to know what's the journey that led you to write this book? Like what inspired you to go on this journey of of writing about the parts that we don't talk about?
1: Well, that's a good question. So I did not get up one day deciding to be an author. <laughs> I, I tell people I I had a unique situation of being a physician, being a patient diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and also being a mother to a child with congenital heart disease. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm on all sides of that doctor table. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a unique experience that I felt I could give voice to. Mm-hmm. Um, this experience of writing the book was really out of seeing that need to discuss things that are uncomfortable, whether from the standpoint of how physicians um, communicate with patients with chronic disease, mm-hmm. how patients empower themselves with the healthcare care system mm-hmm. um, that are struggling with chronic disease, or as a parent advocate um, with a child with chronic disease and how to prepare themselves for the long experience. So I truly feel a lot of people felt, oh, that's a lot in one book. Mm-hmm. The biggest amazing part about this this launch that we did um, this week, all week long um, yeah. <laughs> is, it's hitting different people and different people are touching and learning. So now we're connecting with the book for one reason, but we're learning something new that may be an out of our perspective, our circle. And, And I'm getting such great feedback into, I just didn't know. Yeah. I, you know, it's so interesting. You said, like a
0: lot of people said that um, that's a lot in one book, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I I think that, you know, when you're talking about your story, when you're talking about your journey, you know, when you're talking about all of the and I love how you said, like, you're on all sides of the table, mm-hmm. right? As a, as a physician, as a patient and as a patient advocate being, you know, a mom. Yeah. Right. And so I, I really, feel that like that full journey. And I think, cause a lot of times, you know, especially as women physicians, there are all of these things that we're dealing with, all of these hats that we're wearing. And yet the only thing that we, you know, we're they're in silos, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying?
1: Compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing,
0: yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, what are some of, what were some of the highlights that you wanted to bring across to people in the book? Like what were some of the highlights of, of things that you were like, oh, I really, this, this is from my heart. I'm like, I really want people to get this aspect.
1: As, absolutely. One of the main things I want people to walk away with is going from surviving to thriving mm. does not include perfection. Mm. <laughs> so the complete opposite it's owning your own your own space in this world and what that looks like mm-hmm. and understanding that it may look different for someone else um specifically I address things like um multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. what I've found is through my medical experience mm-hmm it's hard to get that perspective off the table of Mm -hmm. what patients should look like. Mm -hmm. No two patients with multiple sclerosis look the same. Right. The other thing I want people to know is we know the words, but a lot of people don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. What does it mean for our family member, our loved one or for ourselves? Mm -hmm. So it's important to me to people to realize it's an autoimmune disease. Um, it literally is the body's producing um, and attacking the actual nerves in the brain, the spine and the eye, the optic mm-hmm. nerve. Mm-hmm. And that means with it being able to attack in different places, everybody's going to present differently. Mm-hmm. Another huge take home I want people to realize is we don't know the cause we have genetic predisposition on there within mm-hmm. environmental um reasons, but that's where research is so important and research has really changed the dynamics of the living of somebody with multiple sclerosis Eighty mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. of people with it have what we called relapsing remitting. What mm-hmm. does that mean it means their symptoms come and go, yeah. So when we interact with people with multiple sclerosis or we're trying as healthcare people, we have to take the scope when it comes to chronic disease in truly doing the open-ended questions, realizing that different people are going to be in different stages of their journey. Mm -hmm. So how can we communicate to make that effective? I'm hugely passionate about that. Um, because I think it's going to benefit not only the healthcare provider and the patient Mm -hmm. relationship, but also it's going to let them be able to do the best towards not just surviving, but thriving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, It just, it brings to mind a few things actually. Um, when we talk about, uh, especially chronic diseases like multiple sclerosis where they're like you said relapsing, remitting, right? Where the symptoms can be there and then they can be gone and then they can be there. I wanna talk about the ki the, you know, the there's, there's so many things going through my head, so many questions going through my head. Because there's so much to talk about, right? <laughs> the the one okay, there's one place I'm gonna go and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come back around to another question that I have, which is the trauma that one experiences inside of this diagnosis, right? Great question. Not only the personal trauma, but the trauma of interacting with the healthcare system Yes. with yes. this diagnosis. I'd love to kind of hear a little bit
1: about what's your take on that? Absolutely. So typically in chronic disease, sometimes, especially like in multiple sclerosis, patients can see up to five doctors before getting diagnosed. The average person, an average is a a very, you know, goes up two years before diagnosis with symptoms, you know. And that means that that's a huge emotional burden they're going through even before being diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So what you find is when somebody finally gets that diagnosis, there's a sense of relief. Um, You know, I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. There's something actually wrong and we can label it. Yeah. I'm going to shoot on the other side, though. My personal experience is, as a background of being a physician, it was actually terrible. I wasn't satisfied with knowing because Mm -hmm. now I have a label that I had pre-notions about, pre-beliefs. So I was actually upset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is when the whole grief process kicks in. So we talk about, you know, the five stages model of grief, but we only think of death and dying. But Mm -hmm. reality is you have to grieve whenever you have a change in your body and unpredictable, it's, it's, it's literally traumatic. Yeah. So, I think if we look at it from that standpoint when we we come up against patients with it we'll realize you know depending on what stage of their grief they're in mm-hmm. is it, how we're going to have to tackle it as healthcare providers mm. as patients this denial is one of the greatest hindrances to getting the appropriate care mm. I can't say it once I got to say it twice denial Wait. is the greatest hindrance So we want to be able to move through that. How do I know? I did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's truly a powerful tool of acceptance. Yes. um, Because now you're going to equip yourself with the information you need, the help you need. Mm -hmm. Um, For chronic disease, example, multiple sclerosis, it is a multidisciplinary um, method to -hmm. care. Yes. Yes is not, okay, we're going to take one pill and everything's going to get better. No, Um, I've been through the wheelchair, the walker, the cane. I've been through multiple therapy changes, Mm -hmm. um, changing doctors, physical Mm -hmm. therapy, Mm -hmm. um, occupational therapy. We have to realize that all these pieces are a part of the puzzle towards um, getting yourself to a better place. Yeah. We talked about all the physical, but what about the mental health? Depression right. is 7 times as likely in somebody with chronic disease. Yeah. So we may be handling the men- the physical aspect, mm-hmm. but what about our mental health?
0: Yes. Yes. We cannot forget about that and, and I love how you languaged um you know, the grief process that happens whenever there's a change in the body, a new diagnosis, it's something that is so often overlooked. Mm -hmm. And, and especially, you know, like, like you talked about having the knowledge about multiple sclerosis and being diagnosed, it was not a sigh of relief. And so for those who may have had a family member or may have had a friend or may have seen (laughs) Something like this on TV, and then they realize that they get that diagnosis, even though there may be like maybe like a brief period moment of like, I know what it is. Then it's like, oh no, it's this thing. Right. And so, yeah, I believe that that grief is so necessary.
1: Absolutely. We have to get through the stages and get the resources we need at every level. Yes. One of the things uh, I talk about a lot. Um, in my experience is owning it. It is not you. It is a part of you. Yes. And getting your mindset correct to be able to accept that as, okay, today I need this. I need that Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Then keep it moving. One of the big goals I have is showing people we all look different. Mm -hmm. And some people need to see someone like me, someone Mm -hmm. like you. That's mm-hmm. how dynamic this is, but that does not negate success. That's right. Um, you define that.
0: I was just gonna say you went straight. It's like we were like right here in the mind because that was my next question. Is is you know when we look at when I look at like someone like you who I, I've known for many years and see how you have owned and how you not you didn't haven't let this like sort of defeat or stop you like it's like okay you allow yourself to go through that grief process and then and i love the way you said that it allows us going through the grief process allows us to get to the point where we can access those resources get to the point where we can do the the next thing and how you say it is not who you are it is a diagnosis that you have, and that can it be managed. So I just, I just wanted to like underline that because <laughs> that was actually the other question that I was in my mind. Like, oh, I want to ask. I want to ask. So thank you for just really like lifting that up. That's just so great.
1: Absolutely. Another huge takeaway I want people to have is how we interact with people with chronic disease. Mm-hmm. So it may be your loved one, your mother. The, the truth is. As a person with chronic disease myself and as a physician, I realize we need to recognize that when we have empathy, we still need to realize we, we don't know what to say in the beginning is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reality is we need to own our own confusion and just ask questions. Yeah, Open as give them a chance to tell their story and what level they're at that also means that they might not be ready. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to accept that, that their response may not fill your cup mm-hmm. but but um, of knowledge, but mm-hmm. you are there for them and you can just declare that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I always tell people, you know, the default when we're uncomfortable is to talk about ourselves or where we're coming from. Right. And the reality is, People start sharing. I call it the unfound advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always say, I want to educate people. Trust me, we all have Google. Mm-hmm. If there are worse scenarios out there of somebody you know with MS. Mm-hmm. They already know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try to share that positivity. If you have a, if you really need to tell them about your loved one. Make sure it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're you're sharing that that positive energy because mm-hmm. that's what anybody needs with chronic disease. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, they'll find every scary story they need.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and I think you bring to mind another big point: is that you know, really, sometimes it's best not to talk about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a caretaker or a family member or a loved one or a friend, it's really, you know, if you want to talk about your experience, talk about it with someone else, but not with the person who's having the experience, because we have to understand that when we're encountering people who are going through their own grief process, it's not a time to center ourselves. That's not trauma informed.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I just like to the people who are adjacent to those people who may be diagnosed with a chronic disease, such as Mm -hmm. multiple sclerosis, um, it's it's a time to to really ask, how can I support you? Mm -hmm. What do you need? How can I be of support? And, And to your point, it may be, well, I just need a little bit of time. You know, I just need you know, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. right? And I do believe that, yeah, asking questions, you know, mm-hmm. is, is okay. But I think the first thing to ask your loved one is how can I best support you? Cause then yeah. they'll give you the information. Oh, mm-hmm. like maybe I, just, I don't want to talk about it right now, or maybe sometimes I just need to vent, or maybe mm-hmm. I need um, to, to help going to my doctor's appointments, or could you come with me or nothing? You just being here works.
1: So a lot of my, goals when I educate um, patients is to say, hey, you know, you're going to create a circle, multiple circles, and Mm -hmm. and people are going to do different things for you. You're not going to find that you can expect the same from everyone. Mm -hmm. So they may be somebody who can take you to the supermarket Somebody who can pick up your medication. You Mm -hmm. want to have all these circles of plans or plan Bs for the people in your life Mm -hmm. that want to support you. That's key in planning your health. Mm -hmm. Um, Another takeaway I always want patients to have is from the mental health standpoint, that neighbor who's always negative Nelly, maybe that's not the person you want to have that conversation with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it yes. seems harsh, but, you know, you have to realize where you're at as the individual and what different people, resources you have and for what reason. So it does take a little bit of planning. Yeah. Now, as a parent with mm-hmm. a child with, with health care, I tell people, give yourself grace Mm -hmm. i can't tell when it comes to being a parent my son's had two open heart surgeries Mm -hmm. um and we're in it for the long haul Mm -hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna burn out if you don't have mechanism to use different resources Mm -hmm. and also Mm self-care i feel like that's a word they throw around like how are you going to do that right absolutely for you to be there for someone else you're gonna have to be there for yourself (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's, and, and it's, and to, to map on being someone who's diagnosed with chronic disease, who's also a mom of a child who has some healthcare um, challenges, right? So then it's infinitely more important that we have, like you have a structure for your own, um, pouring back into you is how I like to call it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You pour back into yourself when you're always pouring into others. What are the communities out there? Like, I love how you bring community into it. That's one of my favorite things is, and it's, it's a thing that I learned very late in life.
1: (laughs) I think, I think a lot of us didn't realize it, but you know, also, I think the change of the internet, the community, it can be in multiple terminology, it can be Mm -hmm. physically where you are at, Mm -hmm. it can be in your workspace, it can Mm -hmm. be, you know, on the internet. Yeah. The point is, I tell people, you want to engage in in constructive support groups. Yes. 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 And, and I think that for all three of my triads, I think physicians need to have support groups. I think patients need to make sure they're, they attend support groups and also parents. Mm-hmm. Somebody has been through it before you. You want to yield on their knowledge so that you can see the power in what they've done and what you can do. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the things that I am, ta- you know, that I'm, I say I'm taking away for the audience. me like, I just want to underline for the audience is just this whole concept of community and knowing who, what particular person provides what. Right like being discerning, mm-hmm. you said something earlier, like if you have a neighbor or you have a person in your life that's sort of that negative Nelly, what do you do about that? You know some people are so some people might say, cut them off, but it may not be a person you can cut off. Mm-hmm. but it can be a person maybe that you can put a little distance between. Mm-hmm. It may be a person you need to set some firm boundaries. I'm, um, you know, I think that self-advocacy is very important. And, and a lot of times that comes outside of the office as well as inside of the office. Yes. So we have to advocate for your own mental and emotional well being with a person in your life that requires setting boundaries, right?
1: Yes. I, I absolutely think that's one of the biggest rewards when you're thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, By setting boundaries, you're going to proliferate better. You're going to be able to function in that existence better. And that's one of the key take home or nuggets I tell people Mm -hmm. all the time. We are not seeking perfection. No two days are the same. And once we let that go, that now opens up the ability to, to do more for yourself with that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You bring to mind, like in this conversation, a theme that I often talk about um, when I do sort of my my NLP trainings or when I teach in corporate is being at the source. Being at the source of your life. And that's one thing I can really like uplift and say and like highlight about you is that with all of the the journey that you've had, you've always put yourself at the source of it. Like how can I... Be in, um, I, I hesitate to use the word in control because you know, we doctors, we are control freaks. <laughs> so um, when we put ourselves at the source of our situations, at our circumstance, in the driver's seat. That's where I was going with that, in the driver's seat. Because a lot of times when there's a diagnosis of when there's a circumstance, it's easy to be slid over to the passenger side and to Mm -hmm. to let the circumstance drive, right? Or Mm. sometimes be thrown into the backseat or the trunk. But when we put ourselves in the source or in the driver's seat, then it's empowering. And that's what I see about you is that it's you're empowered inside of all of the things that you all of your journey all of the things that you have going on you've put yourself in the driver's seat and i think that's a very important thing to to really uplift in this conversation and i think that you know like in the book that's what gets communicated
1: yes that is truly my goal to to show within flaws within challenges everybody has them that that great or small. but how we thrive is we really capture what we're experiencing mm-hmm. and, and we try to say how can we best control ourselves to make this work for us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know it, it's it's what are my vision and that's one of the things I have I tell people you have to be intentional all day long. Absolutely, you know, and and that's where that drive comes from. How can we be intentional, and 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 truly get what we want out of the experiences we set for ourselves?
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Well, you know, I, I can't wait
0: for people to to pick up your book, to experience it, and you know, I would love for you to share how people can get a hold of this book. How can people get a hold of this book? Yes.
1: Hold it up. <laughs> yeah, hold it up. Strong. <laughs> so the parts we don't talk about, um, head to our website, www.drsimarta. Super simple. Dr. for our other listeners. It's on Amazon. We even have, because we know in this real world, we're all busy. We have it on audio coming this this Saturday as well. So we're trying to, we have it in libraries locally. We're trying to make sure the word is out and spread so that we can create a movement of information and empowerment.
0: Mm, that is awesome. That is awesome. Dr. com. Dr. S-I-M-A-R-T-A.com. Dr. S-I-M-A-R-T-A.com. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on the podcast, on the audio podcast, when it comes out, you'll be able to see all of this in the show notes. You will have all of this in the show notes. I'm just so grateful. Um, and, and just to ask also, so we're talking about where to get the book. Is this also where people who want you to come and speak who want to hire you for
1: author conversations, book conversations, is this also where they go as well? Absolutely. It's a one-stop shot in communicating with me and getting the word out. I want to be able to provide people with an easy context to be able to to speak at events. I've had people reach out. Just, you know, you are not alone. We can create a coaching process where we can start pivoting from surviving to thriving together.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for like coming in, especially during this busy time, especially during your book launch and, and highlighting this conversation, highlighting your book. And I just look forward to having people um, really get into this journey. And I think that you really do belong in community on stages, having this conversation because these are the parts that we don't talk about, right?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of
0: course. So thank you all for the those who are listening. We know without you, there is no podcast. Please share this. Share this episode with a friend, a colleague, a family member. This is how we get the word out. Go buy the book, go to the website, buy the book. And if you're in a community organization, um, church, whatever, that this you know this conversation will be valuable to you and to your community, your audience, please contact Dr. Samarta and have her on your stage and in front of your group. Um, And I also invite those of you who are listening on your podcast platform, leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know the value that you got from these episodes and particularly from this one. So with that, I will bid you all adieu. Thank you again, Dr. Samarta. You all have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful rest of the week, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, I want you to apply these principles in your life every day. But also, I want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help, a friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well.